morning and welcome to St. Columbus for our service of Holy Communion on this the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany and also we observe the presentation of Christ in the temple. I welcome visitors in particular and thank you to all of us for being here. We begin on page 201. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says, You shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Lord, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins to intercede for us in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed and in what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may walk in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
The Collects for today. Creator God, who in the beginning commanded the light to shine out of darkness, we pray that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ may dispel the darkness of ignorance and unbelief, shine into the hearts of all your people, and reveal the knowledge of your glory in the face of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, clothed in majesty, whose beloved Son was this day presented in the temple in the substance of our mortal nature, may we be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Paul continues to answer questions from the Greek Christians who were troubled about whether they should eat food known to have been offered to an idol. The answer is, harm is only done if a fellow Christian is offended by what he sees you doing. Our guiding principle must be sensitivity to the feelings of others. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you who possess knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their falling, I will never eat meat, so that I may not cause one of them to fall. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to St. Luke in the second chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple and when the parents brought the child in to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. 
And the father's child and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that all will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and praying night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favour of God was upon him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I begin this morning with a question which I will then presume to answer, and it's this. What has been the most talked about topic during the past week? Strikes and financial problems and unrest? Political stagnation here in Northern Ireland? Wars in many parts of the world and instability? Traitors on television? Or maybe even the impending departure of Jürgen Klopp as manager of Liverpool? Now, none of those topics rank at the very top of my list, important and all as they may be at present. For I'm confident that the most talked about topic during the past week has been the weather. Heavy storms, heavy rain, listen to it this morning, icy conditions. Now all may be beyond our control, but they can and they do impact on our daily lives. At least we're not likely to offend anyone if we talk about the weather. Some of you here will be aware of the folklore associated with the 15th of July. It's known especially in England as St. Swithin's Day. The myth suggests that if it rains on that day, then it will rain probably for the 50 succeeding days. Another piece of folklore and less well-known, is associated with the 2nd of February. 
In ancient and Christian calendars, the day is known as Candlemas. And a rhyme runs as follows. If Candlemas be fair and bright, winter will have another fight. If Candlemas brings cloud and rain, winter won't come again. That's next Friday, so look out for it. Candlemas falls halfway between the winter solstice on the 21st of December and the spring equinox on the 21st of March. Pre-Christian people could appreciate the point in celebrating the retreat of winter darkness and the daily growth of light. Now that may apply to pre-Christian times, but what's the significance of Candlemas in recent centuries? Well, Candlemas became the day before the invention of electricity when candles that were used in church were blessed. And so it became known as the Festival of Candles. Apart from their practical use, however, candles can be a reminder to us that Christ is the light of the world. To quote the scriptures, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. We use candles as an integral part of the Advent crown. We use candles on the day when we observe Tenebrae in Holy Week. In my former parish, at an evening service as near as possible to Candlemas, parishioners brought their unlit candle to the Christ candle, and then, having been lit, they went to every corner of the church. And that was a way of illustrating that we, as disciples of Christ, are charged to bring good news to every corner of the world. We were able to do that near to Christian Aid Week. And I still recall my last year then there, when we had evening prayer using our own liturgy and tradition with members of the Roman Catholic tradition present and the local parish priest preached. Now, all that's fine, but Candlemas on the 2nd of February is observed for another reason. And this morning's gospel and concluding hymn highlights that fact. The prayer book includes readings and prayers on the 2nd of February, next Friday, remember, when we recall the presentation of Christ in the temple 40 days after his birth. Mary and Joseph, we're told, were devout Jews who observed the law dutifully. When Jesus was presented in the temple, I sensed that the ceremony happened without too much fuss, for it was an everyday occurrence, possibly in a fairly dark building. While there seemed little to attract attention to the country carpenter Joseph and his young wife Mary and their child, an old man and woman, Simeon and Anna, were drawn to them. Simeon took Jesus in his arms, blessed him, 
and then spoke the words recorded as we heard in St. Luke's Gospel that we call the Song of Simeon, or to give it a more impersonal Latin title, Nunc Dimittis. The old man proclaimed the greatness of the child, who, to quote again, would be a light to lighten the Gentiles. And that's the reason why we included in my former parish church on that day the journey of parishioners with a candle to every corner. St. Luke's Gospel is regarded as the Gospel to the Gentiles. It's not exclusive. It's the Gospel to people of every faith and none. It's saying to me, and perhaps to you, that accepting the universal call to proclaim the Gospel we cannot hide below the parapet in the company of fellow parishioners behind closed doors, which is all very cosy, and hope that others will come to us. We've got to show in a variety of ways by our very lives that the gospel means something to you and to me. And so to repeat, today looking towards Candlemas, we think of the presentation of Christ in the temple. We think of faithful Simeon and Anna. And as we do so, we thank God for senior members today and in the past, in this parish and elsewhere, who have kept the light of Christian hope burning from generation to generation. Today, as we acknowledge that we live in a world with more than its fair share of darkness in the form of bitterness, discrimination, discord and evil, we seek encouragement as we look to the candles of goodness, of God's goodness and of the goodness of men and women who seek to do his will. And it's in that spirit that we as God's faithful people celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion to quote the hymn we will sing shortly with longing heart and soul that thy will be done. And finally, I'm prompted to quote words not from the Bible, but from one of the works of Shakespeare, The Merchant of Venice which I was obliged to study at school, which seem appropriate as we consider the challenge of God and of our faith to each one of us. I read the words slowly because I hope as you listen to them, they will not only resonate with you, but will, to you, appreciate their significance. How far that little candle throws his beam, so will shine a good deed in a naughty world. And so to God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit be ascribed as his most justly due, all might, majesty, dominion, power, and glory. Henceforth, and forevermore. Amen. Amen.
We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear the prayers of those who ask in faith. Lord of your people, strengthen your church in all the world. Renew the life of the diocese and bless John our Archbishop, David our Bishop, our clergy, John, Ken, Walter, and our lay reader, Karen. Build them up in faith and love. We give thanks for your church here at St Columbus and the fellowship that it offers for all the organisations, the services, the music, the work of the Select Vestry, and all who give of their time and talents to support its work. We are reminded in the reading of Paul's letter to Corinthians of the need to be a good example as a Christian. Help us to discern what you are calling us to do and to be worthy of being called a Christian. And we remember in our prayers our fellow Christians throughout the world especially those who face persecution for pursuing their faith. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of creation, look with favour on the world you have made. Guide the nations in the way of justice and of peace, and bless Charles our King and all in authority. Each week seems to bring news of more unrest and violence with the innocent suffering. Climate change brings other challenges, with many areas experiencing life-threatening floods and landslides. Elsewhere, excessive heat results in whole communities without clean water or food. Help us all, wherever we might live, to respect your land and find ways of living together without fighting and to change behaviour to address climate change. We pray that the world's leaders set aside personal ambition and interest and put their minds to finding the solution so that we may all glorify your creation in harmony. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of our relationships, comfort and sustain the communities in which we live and work. Help us to love our neighbours as ourselves, 
Enable us to serve our families and friends and to love one another as you love us. We bring before you those in need in our community and beyond, including those who suffer domestic violence, those in debt and cannot repay the lender, those who find it hard to provide for their families, to heat their homes and clothe their children. We pray that they may find the help they need and we give thanks for all who work to provide guidance and practical support. We ask you for your blessing on our schools, businesses, care homes and medical practices and on all who work to keep us safe, the police service, the fire brigade, the ambulance services. We pray for the P7 children who received their results yesterday. Help us to play our part in the community by looking out for others and loving our neighbours as ourselves. May we never take for granted all that we've been given by you and let us use the skills and talents given by you for the greater good. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all healing, relieve and protect those who are sick or suffering. Be with those who have any special need and deliver all who know danger, violence or oppression. Lay your healing hands on those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Still the minds of those who are afraid. Let them draw strength from their knowledge that you are with them at all times, whether waiting for test results, undergoing treatment or managing a chronic condition. Be too with those who care, the medical and related professions and family and friends who tirelessly work to relieve suffering, lift spirits and tend to daily needs. And we pray that those who work in hospitals and medical centres can carry out their work without fear of violence or abuse. And in these times of high demand, we pray that people will use the facilities wisely. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of eternity, bind us together by your Holy Spirit in communion with all who, having confessed the faith, have died in peace of Christ, that we may entrust ourselves and one another and our whole life to you, Lord God, and come with all your saints to the joy of your eternal kingdom. We think especially of the family of Walter Love, and be with all who mourn, and let them find solace in the promise of the resurrection. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. To come to this your table, merciful Lord, trust in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Be present, be present, Lord Jesus Christ, our risen high priest. Make yourself known in the breaking of bread. Amen. Amen. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Father Almighty and ever-living God, at all times and in all places, it is right to give you thanks and praise. For Jesus Christ our Lord, who in human likeness revealed your glory to bring us out of darkness into the splendor of his light. And so with all your people, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Father, the creator and sustainer of all things. You made us in your own image. Male and female, you created us. Even when we turned away from you, you never ceased to care for us. But in your love and mercy, you freed us from the slavery of sin, giving your only begotten Son to become man and suffer death on the cross to redeem us. He made there the one complete and all-sufficient sacrifice, for the sins of the whole world, he instituted and in his holy gospel commanded us to continue a perpetual memory of his precious death until he comes again. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks to you, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup we do as Christ your Son commanded. We remember his passion and death. We celebrate his resurrection and ascension and we look for the coming of his kingdom. Accept through him our great high priest. This our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, grant by the power of the life-giving spirit that we may be made one in your holy church and partakers of the body and blood of your Son, that he may dwell in us and we in him. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. We be many are one body, for we all share in one bread. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sins of the world. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and I shall be healed.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, in word and Eucharist, we have proclaimed the mystery of your love. Help us so to live out our days that we may be signs of your wonders in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Christ the Son be manifest to you that your lives may be a light to the world and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. much for being with us this morning in St. Columbus and a safe onward journey as you make your way. 
Just to say that the register of vestry persons is open for revision now over these four weeks and this is the register that is used at the Easter vestry and those who are on this register are entitled to vote or if they are nominated subject to their consent to serve on the select vestry. It's separate to the parish database and register. Next Sunday, I look forward with great joy to baptizing Alice Wilson. And Alice, just a note from the rector this morning, your behavior this morning was outstanding. And mum and granny and great granny weren't bad either. And that is just what the rector wants for next Sunday. Extremely well behaved. And we look forward to welcoming you into our church family here at the all-age worship service. The February Columbans are available at the back of church. Do please take extra copies. You have got them yourselves through the kindness of our magazine distributors. Take extra copies to give to neighbours or friends. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.